So this week was National Vocations Awareness Week. And being that it was National Vocations Awareness Week, we kind of have been spending the week encouraging vocations and, and, and talking about that and whatnot, kind of culminating ultimately in this Sunday. So kind of in light of today's, in light of today's gospel and in light of the questions and the controversies surrounding the church, the question I want to answer in today's homily is why priests can't get married. Why priests can't get married. And the reason why I want to answer that is it's been, a, it's been a question that kind of tends to circulate a lot amongst the Catholic community and even amongst the universal church, especially this day and age. And usually the response to the answer to us is, well, priests can't get married because they're just too busy to have a, a family. And I got to admit, I really don't like that answer. I don't think it encourages vocations. I don't think it encourages young men to become priests. I don't think it, 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 it doesn't give a good image of the priesthood. It makes us look like we're constantly running around from thing to thing, just, just, just not focused upon anything and just kind of constantly be busy doing stuff. In fact, one of my favorite priests, Father Brett Brennan, used to say the acronym for busy is burdened under Satan's yoke. Burdened under Satan's yoke. Busy. So I don't like the answer, priests are too busy for a family. There is some credibility to it. I'm not going to say there's not. There is, but, but you can say that for about any profession, any good profession, that you know, the, the, this person is just too busy for a family. I don't think it's a great answer. I think in a, some sense we're all too busy if you want to look at it like that. And if you are too busy, then we need to reexamine our lives. That's not the reason. It's not the reason, at least. And to be honest, there aren't exactly, there's not exactly one reason why priests are celibate. There's, there are numerous. But to me, the best reason, amongst all the reasons, is the reason more or less laid out in today's gospel. And that reason is this. The reason priests are celibate is so they can be like Jesus and remind all of us what life is all about. The reason why priests are celibate is so they can be like Jesus, celibate, reminding all of us what life is all about. What St. Paul says is that married men are often caught up in the things of this earth, the necessities, especially those things known as personal finances, things that, that are required to take care of their family. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that can be distracting. But with, with a priest, he's freed of that anxiety. He's freed of that worry. And because of that, his very life and his very existence is meant to remind us that our purpose is not to gain a whole bunch of finances, not to gain a whole bunch of glory, not to acquire a lot of money, our sole purpose in life is to gain friendship with God. And that friendship with God is made manifest in the resurrection of the dead. Our resurrection. And that's seen where? In the world to come. And that's the purpose of a priest. To remind us of the world to come. Every time a man lays down his life, especially his life for the gospel. 
he rises an image of the resurrection. And that's what a man has to do to become a priest. In the rite of ordination, one of the most moving, touching moments is whenever the priest, whenever the deacon lays down on the marble floor of the cathedral during the litany of saints and with the prayer of the church consecrates himself to God right before the prayer of ordination. In doing that, what he's doing is he's dying to this world. He's dying to this life. And what is he doing? He's rising as an is, a celibate image of the life to come. And this is beautiful. Because by laying down on that marble floor, the priest neither marries nor is given in marriage. And because of that, he can no longer die, for he is like an angel. Exactly what Jesus says in today's gospel. They can no longer die, for they are like angels, and they are the children of God, because they are the ones who will rise. I remember as a kid, this, being a, this actually kind of being an idea for me. I didn't really, I thought priests were so mysterious and so unique and so otherworldly that honestly I was surprised whenever I heard of a priest dying. It wasn't like, I, I mean like we laugh at it, but like as a, as a child, like there's a, such a wonder to this celibate man who can do things that only priests can do. None of us can, con- no, no, excuse me, lay people cannot consecrate the body and blood of Christ. Lay people cannot hear confessions. This is something unique to a priest. And so in the child's mind, you have this guy with these like superpowers, if you will, and he's, he's celibate like a lot of superheroes are. And so it seems like death would escape him. It seems like he is, in a sense, literally living the resurrection. It was, uh, I don't know. And so whenever I, I learned about that, it was just kind of like an interesting shock to me. But what's interesting about this, and to me what's, what's so beautiful about this, this gift of celibacy, the fact that the priest, because he does not give himself in marriage, becomes an image of the resurrection, basically sending a message to the world that, guys, it's not about this life. We're ashes, ashes to ashes and dust to dust. We're not going to last very long here, but we're going to last eternally in the next life, which is the purpose of celibacy, to be set aside to be a reminder to the rest of humanity that there is a life in the world to come. But what's interesting, too, about the celibacy is that it inspires a deep sense of courage. It inspires a deep sense of courage. Every priest, because of his celibacy, has what it takes to fight the enemy of humanity with the utmost passion. Why? Because he has nothing to lose. And he knows it. What's he going to lose? He doesn't have a wife. He doesn't have children. He doesn't have anybody biologically or physically dependent upon him, what does he have to lose? It's all about the Lord. At least that's the design. At least that's the purpose for his whole body and his whole being to be purely about God. And because of that, he can fight with a passion that is unmatched. I remember reading about, I remember reading a a story about Father Walter Chiswick. Father Walter Chiswick was a a Jesuit priest in the Russian gulags for 20 years. And what was interesting about him is he, he had nothing, he was, he was a Jesuit priest. He, this was his ministry. This was his place. He saw himself with these prisoners as kind of the pastor of the prisoners. And what he noticed was that in his celibacy, he was more available 
to tend to these prisoners and possibly break and bend the rules laid out by the Russian KGB in order to spread the gospel. And what he noticed, this was his experience, was that the other priests, the the Orthodox priests who were married, didn't want to do that. They didn't want to rock the boat. And possibly one of the reasons could have been they just wanted to get back to their families. You can't blame them. You can't. But if you don't have a family, then it's almost your fault for not rocking the boat. It's almost your fault for not going out and being a martyr. It's your fault for not actually fighting for the kingdom of God. This point was really driven home to me, though, whenever I was watching my favorite TV series, Band of Brothers. We've all seen Band of Brothers, but what it is, it's a, it's a TV series about the 101st Airborne. This is an army, it was an army infantry unit that basically paratroops or para, parachutes down into enemy territory to fight. What these guys did, they, para, they parachuted down into France and proceeded to drive the Germans out of the European theater. Now, what's interesting about these guys is there's a lot of dialogue. It's very, very earthy. And one of my favorite moments is whenever Lieutenant Spears, one of the, one of the leaders of Easy Company, that's what the, the, the series is all about, is, is all about the documentary of Easy Company. Lieutenant Spears, an Easy Company officer, was talking to a private named Blythe. Now, Blythe was scared. And one of the things that he noticed is, is as they were talking was that Blythe had a tremor in his voice, and Lieutenant, and they, and Lieutenant Spears started talking to him and just kind of asking about like what he thought of the war, and, and he confessed. Blythe was honest with him. He said, you know, whenever we landed in, Fra- in France and you guys went and started assaulting the enemy, I hid in a ditch. I hid in a ditch. And the lieutenant looked at Blythe and said, do you know why you hid in that ditch? And Blythe responded, Sir, because I was scared. And Lieutenant P. Spears said something brilliant. Blythe, we are all scared. You hid in that ditch because you think there is still hope. But Blythe, the only hope you have is to accept the fact that you are already dead. And the sooner you accept that fact, the sooner you'll be able to function as a soldier is supposed to function. All war depends upon it. The only hope you have is to accept the fact that you are already dead. And the sooner you accept that, that, the sooner you'll be able to function as a soldier is supposed to function. All war depends upon it. And the reason why Lieutenant Spears could say that was because he lived it. He was a fearless warrior in the U.S. Army, and an officer nonetheless, which seems to have been a rare theme in that TV series. But he was. He he modeled exactly what he preached. And because of that model, because of his ability to recognize that he had nothing to lose whatsoever, he could then go and tell Blythe that. He said, fight like you have nothing to lose. Young men out there, those of you who are listening, those who still have the opportunity, the possibility to become priests, I want to tell you, you too can be like Lieutenant Spears. You too can be an officer in the army of God, encouraging the laity 
and other priests alike, letting us all know that we are fighting a war to the death. That we are in our fight, though, we are promised a resurrection. We are promised that we will win. We are promised that all of our sacrifices do matter. But the only way we can see that is if we see priests living out that life. Is if we see you live out celibately and boldly. So my dear friends, I want to encourage you to encourage men to become priests. That this is not, this act of celibacy is not just because we're busy and we're running around and we have nothing, nothing really to focus on. No, this act of celibacy has sent a clear message to the world that we are a resurrected people and that we cannot die. And it's so vital that we remember this. That we cannot die. Because whenever we know this, then we can function as Christians should function. And all war depends upon it.